Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft of nature photography. It is the 12th of December 2022 and this is podcast number 57. I did finally check it again before I started, launched into this. I've been meaning to do this podcast for a few days now and I have just been caught up with office work and tax returns and accounting and business stuff and all that fun stuff that isn't really very much fun but gets in the way. And on top of all that, of course, it's festive season at the moment, so silly season. There's not enough hours in the day to get everything done. And um, anyway, as a result of that, I'm a couple of days late on the podcast, but uh, I found some time this afternoon to sit down and do it. It's a rainy old day here in Melbourne today. <clears throat> it's been just up and down weather. Yesterday, we had a very warm morning of about 30 degrees, uh, and then it's cooled right back down to something like 12 degrees, rainy and windy today. So I don't know what's going on with our weather here, but that's kind of beside the point anyway. The topic of today's podcast is going to be a book review. In fact, it's going to be seven book reviews. This is the series of book reviews I've been talking about doing for a little while now of the Bird Photographer of the Year book. Now, there are seven volumes uh, at the moment in the series of Bird Photographer of the Year, and that takes us up to, I think it's up to and including 2022, I think. Let me just have a quick look at that. I'm sitting here now with some of the books on my lap. So issue seven is the latest one, and I think it's 2022. Um, yes, first published in 2022. So 2023, obviously not out yet, but will be soon. Now, I originally bulk ordered these books from Bird Photographer of the Year from their website directly. I wanted to support them I wanted to own the books, but I also wanted to support them directly. So I purchased them all at full retail price on their website and subsequently got an email that they were cancelling my order because they had mispriced the freight and couldn't afford to send me the books for what they had sold them to me for. Uh, and I had to pay a whole bunch more money to get the books freighted out. And it was a lot of money. And I just decided, look, I'm not going to pay that to the freight company to freight them out. So I jumped on Google, I started looking around online and I was able to order all seven of them online from various resellers. I actually got most of mine from Booktopia. Uh, I got one or two from Amazon uh, for a lot less money. So maybe if you're gonna buy these books, just have a bit of a shop around before you jump online and order them from Bird Photographer of the Year. If you're in the UK, I would just order them there because your freight costs are gonna be minimal. But if you're ordering from somewhere else in the world, particularly like Australia where freight is a very large component, definitely shop around a little bit. I was able to get some of these books at a pretty significant discount brand new. So just a little bit of advice based on my experience there in terms of buying these books. Now, I have reviewed quite a few books um, that come, come about as a result of photographic competitions, and many of them are hit and miss, especially in terms of print quality. Quite a few of them are very disappointing. But lately, I've noticed a slight trend that they're getting better and better, and I reviewed very recently the Remembering Bears book, which I think was really, really well done. In fact, fabulous book. Um, if you haven't listened to that review, you should go and listen to it, order that book, and order any of the other ones in the series that might be of interest, because that was very well done. Now, these are also equally well done. So the first thing to say about this is I'm going to review all seven of these books in this one podcast. I'm not going to break it up into seven different podcasts because in a nutshell, their books are very, very similar. They are all of the same form factor. So all seven are a hardcover with a dust jacket. The book size is a comfortable size to sit with in your lap. It's around about 30 centimeters 
um, landscape by about 20 centimeters in height. Uh, so it's a sizable publication. Um, very nicely printed with each one has its own dust jacket uh, with an image on it. Um, the books themselves are, as I said, hardbound. There's nothing on the actual cover of them once you take the dust jacket off, but that's okay. Uh, the dust jacket is nicely done, and I, as I said, I like a good dust jacket. When these seven books are sitting on the shelf uh, next to each other, they're numbered from one to seven, uh, and some care and attention to detail and thought went into how these appear on the shelf, which is very, very nice uh, to see them sitting there as a set. So obviously each one of these books is comprises of winning images and awarded images into the Bird Photographer of the Year competition. Now, this is not a competition I have ever entered myself in the past, ever. I entered it for the first time this year, uh, for 2023. I have no idea how I did with any of the images I entered. I haven't heard yet. Um, just putting that disclaimer out there, if you like, that I have entered it for 2023, the book of which obviously is not out yet. Now, each book has a, has a forward in it. And it's quite a substantial forward. And then there are a few pages about competition sponsors, uh, some comments on things like uh, rare birds, endangered birds, birds on the brink, a little bit about the judging panel, and then the competition photographs uh, themselves, and a little bit of information at the back on the featured photographers. I have not gone through as yet and read all the forwards because they are quite extensive. Uh, they're not short paragraphs. There's usually a few pages. What I really like about the images, though, let's just move away from the forward, is that the images uh, give you a lot of information. So they, each image has a title, uh, about, uh, which has been done by the photographer, obviously chosen by the photographer. And then it tells you the species of the bird, what award it won, whether it was a bronze award or whatever it might have been. Uh, and then it talks a little bit about, from the photographer's perspective, uh, how they took the photograph, where the photograph was taken, what they were feeling at the time the photograph was taken, and then the equipment that was used to take the photograph, including the settings. Now, this brings me to a very important point. One of the questions I get asked the most when I do webinars or when I'm doing workshops uh, or anytime I'm doing presentations is, how do you take good photographs of birds in flight? Practice, practice, and practice is the first and obvious answer. Like anything else, you need to do your 10,000 hours. But you also need to understand what makes a good photograph of a bird in flight. And you need a reference for that. And these books are just that. They are an absolutely fantastic reference for bird photography. So if you have any interest whatsoever in bird photography, even if it's just a passing interest or in improving your bird photography or doing birds in flight, then I would really encourage you to have a look at these Bird Photographer of the Year books, even if it's just one volume, because they are going to give you so much inspiration and so many ideas about how to frame images, what to look for, what camera settings to use, what equipment to use, ISO, f-stop, shutter speed, all those things are here for each particular photograph. So I'm looking at a photograph at the moment, which is on page 35 of the seventh edition, so the current edition, and it's of a heron, and the title is Catch and Fly, and the heron's just taking off from the water with a fish in its beak. There's some nice story there by the photographer, but I can see it was shot with a Nikon Z6, it was shot with a 200 to 500, uh, at 500 millimeters, it was shot at one two thousandth of a second at f5.6, and that's really fantastic information to know because if you're taking photographs of birds taking off from water like this, you need a fast shutter speed. And you actually need a faster shutter speed than you might actually think. And that's the one standout thing for me as I look at all the camera settings throughout this book. In fact, all seven books, all of them show very, very fast shutter speeds when the bird is in motion. 
unless there's deliberate blur being introduced. And that really rams home how important shutter speed is with birds in flight. You need a lot more than you might think. But anyway, this podcast is not about how to do birds in flight. This is just an observation uh, from having lived with these books for a while now. And I've probably spent a few hours with these books uh, since I got back from Antarctica, just going through them one at a time, sometimes half a book at a time with a cup of coffee and just very much enjoying the photographs in these books because they are all winning images. They're all superbly presented and framed. They are presented, many of them, full bleed. Uh, which means the image goes right off the edge of the page. Not my preference, as you know, but it's okay. It works in this book. Other images are constrained by white borders. What's very nice is, pardon me, the book flows extremely well. All seven of the books flow extremely well, actually. And there's a nice consistency to the layout amongst them. The information is well presented for each photograph. It's clear which uh, information goes with which photograph. Uh, I like that. I like that the titles are in a different uh, font color to the information about the photograph, so the story behind the photograph. I think that's very nice as well. And there's just a lot of inspiration that can be taken from all of these books. Now, another really nice addition, and it's not included for every photograph, in fact, it's not included for that many, is judges' comments. So for various photographs throughout these books, there are judges' comments about the image, um, what they think of it, what what feelings it uh, it draws in them, what emotions it starts up, uh, all of that sort of information. And that's really great stuff to have because if you're entering competition or if you're trying to generate an emotional response with your photographs, knowing how people are feeling about them and having them write about it in the judges' comments, that helps a lot uh, to understand what you should try and put into your photographs, what you need to ingest into them. So these are very, very well done books. In terms of print quality, the print quality is excellent. It's very, very good. It's very consistent amongst all seven books from first to last. It's, again, it's not as good as every, what you see in the APA Gold book, which was done on the Canon Dream Labo system. But as I've said, nothing else in the market is as good as the Dream Labo that I've seen. This is clearly offset printing, but it's very, very good offset printing. There's been a lot of work put into the color management. There's no color casts in any of the images, no cyan or magenta casts. Uh, the blacks are nice and black. There's good detail in the highlights for the birds that are photographed in the snow. I'm looking at one particular image here of a golden eagle picking around a snow-covered tree. It's actually on page 177 of issue 7. And beautiful detail, great texture and tone in the snow and ice. Very well printed. And that's so important because it can be so disappointing to open a book and a beautiful photograph is poorly printed. It really takes away from the image. It doesn't do justice to the photographer's work. It's not doing justice to the image. And it means that the image fails to impart all the power and emotion that it might otherwise do had it been printed properly. So I, I love to see high quality print like this. This has been done very, very well. Uh, and I think these are wonderful reference books if you have even the slightest interest in bird photography or in improving your bird photography. I know I'm going to take a lot of inspiration from these books. I've already spent several hours with them since I got back from Antarctica uh, looking at the images. And what's great is you have such a varied amount of work in these uh, in these books. You have everything from uh, portrait-style images of birds to birds in the environment, to action shots, uh, to full portfolios showing the same type of bird, the same species of bird in, in different contexts. There's a lot here. Uh, and you can really 
you know, focusing, if you're just doing penguins, for example, you can go through these books and just take inspiration on penguins or eagles or vultures or whatever it might be. I really like the way this has been done. I think these are a must-have for any nature photographer with any interest in birds, frankly. As I said, I, I just think these are wonderful resources to have. Uh, and it's so nice to see another competition like the Remembering Wildlife Competition, in this case it's uh, Bird Photographer of the Year, producing such a high-quality book. These are not cheap uh, to purchase, whether you buy them through Bird Photographer of the Year or whether you buy them through a third-party website. Any hardcover book these days of good quality is not cheap. But they are worth the money and they are a really wonderful addition, I think, to to any um, nature's, nature photographer's library. I like the fact that competition sponsors uh, are included uh, as well I think that's important to give them a little bit of their moment in, in in their moment of glory if you like because without competition sponsors a lot of these competitions wouldn't actually happen so I think that's important too so very very nicely done now where these books were actually printed by the way the recommended retail on these books is 30 pounds 30 UK pounds or 39 dollars and 99 cents US which is $44.99 Canadian. So by the time you convert that to Australian dollars, they're around about $55 to $60 per book. So as I said, they're not inexpensive. But And you might not want to buy all seven of them. I can't say necessarily that one is worth buying over another one. I think they are all excellent. All of them have fantastic images in them. Um, maybe start with the latest one, number seven, if you just want to test the water and see if it's for you. And then you can potentially expand from there. I think that's probably the way to go. I was just going to have a look to see if I could find out where these were actually printed. Um, they were actually edited and designed in in the UK uh, and printed and bound in Bosnia, Herzegovina by the GPS group. Now that was issue six. I'm just going to have a quick look if issue seven was printed in the same place. It may not have been. Um, it looks like it was a William Collins. Yes, it was. In fact, I don't have all seven of them sitting here on my lap at the moment, but I suspect all seven were printed in the same place. Irrespective of that, as I've said, the print quality doesn't really lack anything. It doesn't want for anything. It's been very nicely done. The color saturation is great, especially in the very colorful birds. There's no noise in any of the photographs that I can see. The paper is perhaps a little thinner than I would like, if I'm being picky. Um, and it's a semi-gloss. Uh, quite a lightweight semi-gloss, but it does the job just fine and it's reproducing all the colors very nicely. So there isn't much to complain about in terms of view of printing uh, or color rendition or, or color management. I think it's all been done very, very well. So I think that's about it for these books. I, I encourage you to check them out. Um, jump over to Bird Photographer of the Year's website. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, and you can um, go onto their website and have a look. Also, as a reference, at the back of every one of these books is all the photographers, the featured photographers, not only their names and the page that they're featured on, but also their personal website address uh, or social media handle. So that's fantastic. So if there's an image in there that you absolutely love and you want to get a print of, you can get in touch with the photographer through their website. Uh, or if you just want to reference them or see what other work they've been doing. So I think that's wonderful. I love to see this kind of uh, sharing is caring, if you like, um, and putting in lights the photographer's names at the back of the book. I think that's very, very good, especially with social media handles and websites these days, since that's the way we all communicate. So that's been well done as well. Um, these will serve very much as a reference for me. There's no question at all in my mind, I will buy edition eight when it comes out, 
even if I don't make a, have a photograph that makes the cut. Um, and I may not. I mean, the standard of work in these books is extraordinarily high. And to be honest with you, um, it can be a little intimidating when you open these books and you start to look through the images and you see just how good many of these images are of, of, uh, of wild birds. But as I said, I think that's a great benchmark to have set, to be able to have follow and to know where the bar is set for what is the best bird photography that's being produced out there. So I think we'll wrap it up there. In terms of view of what images I entered for Bird Photographer of the Year, you'll just have to wait and see. Um, I might put them up on my blog once uh, once the winners are announced, just irrespective of how I go. I just wanted to enter it and actually give it a go and give them a bit of support. I don't think it was actually all that expensive to enter, if I recall correctly. I don't remember how much I spent, but it wasn't that much. So that's it. We'll wrap up for today on the book review of Bird Photographer of the Year, all seven volumes. As I said, all seven volumes are the same form factor, so hence the single review really for all seven books. Um, no real need to to do um, individual reviews for these. Um, the back of each one too also features a different image as well to the image that's on the cover. So that's nice. The edition six that I'm looking at now has a couple of emperor penguins and an emperor penguin chick, which is quite timely for me, having just come back from Antarctica. So that's it. Um, I am going to be having a very extensive podcast very soon on my retrospective for 2022, as well as 2023, what's in store. That's a post that takes me a lot of work to put together. I am almost there with it now. I started drafting it up when I was down at Union Glacier waiting for my flight out of Antarctica, um, working out how many flights I'd done for the year, where I'd been. There's a lot to do there, but I'm getting close to having that finished now, and that'll also have a sneak peek into 2024 and 2025 as well, what's going to be coming up. I'm pretty excited for everything that's going on there. Um, while we're just talking about what's coming up, I have made the decision to cancel my July expedition to Svalbard. Uh, for 2023. The people who were booked on that have been notified as to why that is the case. Uh, in effect, there are new regulations coming into place in Svalbard that uh, are going to affect where we can land as well as approaching polar bears. That's going to make photography very, very difficult. So I've decided that my April expedition there next year will be the last time I run an expedition to Svalbard. Uh, a little bit sad, but also looking forward to that very, very much as well. Svalbard is still an amazing place. But I will be doing a lot more with polar bears in other parts of the Arctic, and I'll have more on that soon as well. So that's it for today. I'm Josh. It has been the 12th of December 2022, podcast number 57, reviewing the Bird Photographer of the Year books. Stay safe. I look forward to seeing you out in the field. My next expedition will be to Mongolia, and I'll be leaving for that towards the end of this year. Take care.